Well, hello, Baltimore, Birdland, and beyond. Uh, welcome back to episode 19 of Bleacher Birds. Uh, 19 episodes strong. Say, I am Jimmy, my co-host. Matt. Uh, joining you guys for this week. Uh, we're currently watching Dean Kramer's Major League Baseball debut. Uh, so you'll pardon us for any sorts of uh, outburst reactions. And damn it, I'm seeing a run scored already. So hopefully that's <laughs> not a grand slam. We already got an outburst. Uh, yep, already first outburst. So, anywho, on uh, this week's episode, say we're going to discuss the uh, Baltimore Orioles, the uh, resurrection of big fat DJ Stewart, uh, Dean Kramer making his debut today. Uh, we'll talk, of course, today is September 6th, so it's the 25th anniversary of Cal Ripken's 21-31 streak, uh, breaking the streak. Uh, we'll talk a little bit, a little bit more O's. We'll even squeeze a little KBO in there. And with the NFL season a week away, actually four days away, we'll even touch on the NFL some. So, uh, Matt, how's it going? Pretty good. And uh, just an update that was not a grand slam. Oh, fantastic! Yeah, it was just a, uh, it was a fielder's choice ground out. Okay. So they scored one run on it, but um, they had a chance at a double play. But Ruiz's uh, arm, I think he's been a little, trying to be a little more careful because he's been throwing a lot in the dirt over there. Yeah, he's uh, he's been doing what I like to call Valakiing it up. <clears throat> well, Valakia actually been, has been trying to save his, his throws lately, but um, let's not get into that already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we shouldn't get into the fact that when somebody's not a good fielder, what we like to do is we like to stick him at first base and just have him catch the ball when it's thrown to him. Oh man, the fact the facts just stay out of your stories, don't they? What's that? Never mind the fact that Nunez got hurt, and we don't have a first baseman. We do have a first baseman. His name's Ryan Mountcastle. We just don't have a left fielder. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get into that later. All right. No, never let the facts get in the way of a good story, my friend. That's your motto. That's my motto. Yeah. All right. All right, so what's what's going on with you, Matthew? Um, not much. Just trying to keep up with all this stuff. Um, it's been a slow week. Has haven't it? really been haven't really been doing much. How about you? Uh, working, enjoying the week. Say the uh, the boss was on vacation this week, so I had a nice, uh, relaxing week of just getting things done with no interruption, which is always a positive. And there's strike three, so Kramer got out of it, letting up one run. So nice. Nice solid debut for Dean Kramer, two innings in, and uh, only giving up one run to the New York Yankees so far. So, uh, yeah, so it's been a nice, relaxful, uh, relaxful week. So I've gotten uh, gotten to watch a little bit of Orioles baseball. It's funny every time we start uh, we start accepting our failures, these guys just go ahead and start catching fire again. So, uh, you know, we've taken two uh, two of three from the Yankees so far. Mm-hmm. All started with uh, taking the second game in that doubleheader, and Yankees uh, Yankees fans were calling for calling for heads and saying it's the it's the end of uh, end of an error and uh, what's his name Brett Boone or Aaron Boone, whatever whoever their manager's name is, he needs to be fired, and that was all after one game. 
<laughs> you know, I mean, that's the craziest thing. And then just like, if you look at yesterday, they were right back at it again, you know, fire him, release the whole team. We need to sign this. We need to sign that trade for so-and-so. And uh, Yankee fans have absolutely no, uh, no patience and no, uh, no room for forgiveness, no room for failure over there. That's that, that's life in New York, though. They do this every year with every manager, don't they? Yeah. I was actually surprised to hear that um, Girardi, how long he lasted. It, it felt like he was only there a couple years, but I think it was – I don't know. I heard he was, like, there 10 years, but that sounds crazy to me. But, but yeah, that, that's what the Yankees do, man. They're just, like, when, when one game goes wrong, they're, like, calling for somebody's head. Mm-hmm. But um, and to, to be honest, the Orioles are playing them at the right time because this uh, th- this isn't the Yankees that started the season. If you look at that lineup, no. So, so we kind of we kind of hit them at a good, good spot. Two thousand eight to two thousand seventeen, so nine years. Yeah, that's crazy. That that happened so quick. It seemed like he was only there a couple years. But um, the craziest thing is he won a World Series in his second year, and then after that he didn't. <laughs> so like yeah. for seven years they put up with him not winning. Yeah, I, th- I think the players did like him, though, so that was kind of a factor. Yeah. But, yeah, I'm sure somebody will be fired. But, actually, we, we're we playing the Yankees all next week, too, so hopefully those injuries stay off the off the field and we can steal a couple more from them. Yeah, man. So, um, we might as well get right into it. So, since we're talking Orioles-Yankees, we saw that uh, our MVP, uh, Anthony Santander, uh, is out with a uh, as a oblique strain. Yeah. So he's out and he's out for the foreseeable future, realistically probably the end of the season. Um which is just a shame. It's it's a sad ending to what was a great season for him and hopefully next year he can come back just as strong. Yeah, it seems kind of crazy they were like he's out for the year and I was like, "Wait a second, he's out for the year for an oblique strain." But there's only a, there's only like 3 weeks left in the season. <clears throat> Yeah, yeah. It was, it was like, come on, it's just an oblique, no big deal. It was like, eh. <laughs> that was funny. Did you hear Ben McDonald? He's like, I don't know what an oblique is, but I uh, I went to the doctor because I hurt my side, and he was like, Yeah, your love handle. You you got an injury to your love handle. And he's like, oh, Okay, I got those. I know what that is. <laughs> so he was talking about that, how he he had that injury, and it wasn't it wasn't fun. Ben McDonald is just solid gold on uh on commentary. Well, he's like saving it right now, isn't he? He really is, and it's just because <laughs> my, my I, I, favorite I, I, thing was, and I was told that it might not have been, uh, that it may not have been uh, Kevin Brown. He was talking to when he said, "Don't make me come through his plexiglass." Oh, is the other guy that sounds just like Kevin Brown? Yes. Let me. What's that? Those two guys. Those two guys sound too similar. Yeah, whoever it is, the guy that's either Kevin Brown or not Kevin Brown, they sound exactly the same, and they're both. I'll just say they're not my favorite commenta- commentators. So I think uh, I think we should just go with calling that guy not Kevin Brown. That that'll yeah. be his new nickname. <laughs> so you got Ben McDonald with Kevin Brown, Ben McDonald with not Kevin Brown, and then <laughs> and not that Kevin Brown. <clears throat> yeah, not that Kevin Brown. No, but like they're they're terrible, man. Like the one guy. See, I don't know. You 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 just confused me. You threw a curveball at me because I thought it was Kevin Brown the whole time. 
So I don't even know if I'm going to be dissing the right guy here, but yeah, so it's like he's not even it's like he's not even listening or watching the game. Even today, when Alberto started the game bunting, and the uh, pitcher fielded it and hit him in the back with the ball, mm-hmm. the the guy was just like, and the throw not in time, and and he was worried that Alberto like pulled up with an injury because he was holding his back. And I was like, are you not watching the game? He got hit in the back with the ball. The guy's not even watching the screen while he's calling the game. It's just like, I don't know. Vaughn into the windup in his first offering. Just a bit outside. He tried the corner and missed. Yeah, so uh, the other night, say I tweeted out Ben McDonald to Kevin Brown. If you say that one more time, I'm coming through the plexiglass. <laughs> Do it, Ben. Uh, I hope he does, man. <clears throat> someone replied back, said, uh, Jeff Arnold, I think. So no, Jeff be, Arnold. Yeah, so whether it be Jeff Arnold or Kevin Brown, um, either way, whether it be Kevin Brown or not Kevin Brown, um, I, I wouldn't blame Ben McDonald for going through the plexiglass. Mm-hmm. So is, is Jim Hunter just not doing games because of what's going on right now, or do they, or do they let him go? I think he's still with Masson, but just uh, he just hasn't been doing things because of COVID, and that, that's yeah. that, that's their excuse for everything now. So. Well, yeah, he could have opted out or whatever. Uh, I can see because they are they are at the stadium, right? Yeah, I think they're at the stadium, just sitting right next to each other with that plexiglass. So maybe he just didn't want to deal with all that. Yeah, I guess he didn't want to deal with all that. But man, it's it's pretty rough right now. Yeah. All right. Well, let's uh let's go ahead and kind of move on over. Say we talked about Anthony Santander. Say, why don't we talk about the gentleman that's taking his place? Um, so the Orioles called up DJ Stewart to go ahead and take, uh, Anthony Santander's place in the outfield. And it was met with a bunch of moons and groans and, uh, why are we doing this? Why is this guy back up here? Why haven't we released him? And, uh, you, you know what DJ Stewart did? All he did was just go ahead and put two balls out on Utah street against Garrett Cole, who had been lights <laughs> out against, uh, pretty much the entire, uh, Orioles lineup. Uh-huh. So uh, big fat DJ Stewart hits two dongs against Garrett Cole last night, and uh, not to fast forward too much, but he's already hit another dong today. So, so yeah, I was I was definitely worried when Santander went down. I was like, all right, Jimmy Jimmy's going to get his wish. We might as well just tank right now. Mm-hmm. This the 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 tank season has begun because he went down. I think Nunez went down. Like the next game, I was like, okay, just call it. Let's. I, I hate. I actually hate when teams start talking about tanking. Uh-huh. But I was like, there's no way they're gonna even be close now. So, but yeah, DJ Stewart, man, uh, did he hit both home runs off Garrett Cole? Yes, he did. Damn. So they left. They left him in to take those six runs, huh? Yep. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, he opened the door. He opened the door, and everybody started hitting after that because it looked like he was about to throw like a perfect game. I don't know if you knew this or not, but Garrett Cole's been winless in his last three starts. No, I, don't, I haven't been following him, but I know he—I know he's good, and he's been good this year. I think he just had some tough luck. Yeah, but the way he was pitching, I think he had eight strikeouts in the first nine batters. Yeah, and then and then uh, BFDJ broke it open, man. He's he's the kid who only hits home runs right now. Yep. 
You know when you're looking for a tweet from somebody, but they tweet so goddamn often that you can't figure out uh, that you have to scroll through 85 things just to find it. That might be that might be your Twitter account. It might be mine. It <laughs> might be. I'm trying to keep on on Twitter, man, but I, it might not be like my uh, my platform. It may not be your Matt Forte. Yeah, just because I don't know. I, I'm like going to tweet stuff, and then I'm like, yeah, I don't know. I don't want to be like dying to like send out that first like clever tweet when something happens you know i'll see but that is me i i absolutely have to be the most clever person in the room (laughs) i know i'm not i don't have that personality where i have to be like first to say something i i live i live for that (laughs) i know you do if you ain't first you're last yeah maybe i'll just start retweeting some stuff and like (laughs) i don't know some I'll, i'll figure out something to do on there all right, so it looks like Dean Kramer's gotten back onto the mound again. Went ahead and got uh, got two outs back-to-back just like that. LeMahieu flies out, and uh, Luke Voigt just struck out. No, it fouled yeah, he's, he, he's got some, he's got some uh, Hunter Harvey hair. Some of these guys are going to be competing for best hair on the team. Dude, I, I hope two years from now everybody on their team's got a freaking mullet and uh, just like a <laughs> dirty, dirty mustache. I think it will be fantastic. Oh yeah, you know, and and if we're gonna do that, why not bring it bring back those classic all orange Oriole jerseys? I'd love right, to like see we're straight it. out of the, like we're straight out of the seventies. Yes. Yeah, man. I'd love to see it. Anywho, uh, a little bit off the rails. So just uh, just to finish up with DJ Stewart, I think uh, I feel like we owe him an apology. Um, you know, just not so much for anything that he had done in the past because lord knows he was god awful in the past but for doubting uh for doubting the coaches down in Bowie and doubting the fact that they could go ahead and get this kid turned around say so they clearly uh they clearly figured something out because he's now uh see 3 for 3 with two home runs what or 3 for 3 Wait, with three he... home runs since he's come well, back he, had, he i think he went Let's see. Um, Stewart. All right, so he went two for three yesterday, right, with two home runs, and now he's one for one, one for, for one. one. Right, so he's three for four with three home runs. <laughs> well, if you watch his swing, he's definitely got that like all or nothing swing. Yeah. So if he connects, it's going to go far. But we'll, we'll we'll see what he does. He's got uh, the case I'm not gonna... bat mentality. Yeah, I don't think I, th- I said anything too damning against him, so I don't have to apologize, <laughs> but I'm not ready to, like, roll out the uh, orange carpet for him or anything. All right, so uh, we'll, we'll, we'll hold, off on, hold off on the apologies for right now, but I think uh, I think at the very least, I, I guess I should just stop calling him Big Fat DJ Stewart. <laughs> you should just call him Big Time DJ Stewart because that home run yesterday. Yeah, Big Stick DJ Stewart. Well, there you go. There you go. Um, so while we're doing this live watch here, I just want to touch on Dean Kramer just got out of the third inning on nine pitches. So he was up to 42, uh, at the end of the second inning. And right now he just hit 51 getting out of the third. So nine pitches, three outs, and we're moving on to the fourth or to the bottom of the third. Yeah. He's got a few strikeouts. He's piling those on too. So, so. Yeah, speaking of strikeouts, uh, you know, I, I feel a little bit remiss that we should also mention uh, Keegan Aiken went ahead and made his uh, first start yesterday. 
And yeah. I think a lot of people were doubting Keegan Aiken and say, I was one of them. Um, you know, I looked at him and I was just like, this guy just doesn't look like, you know, what you would expect out of a Orioles or out of a rookie pitcher. Like he didn't have the look, you know, he, again, not necessarily to DJ Stewart's level of big fat, but like he looked a little heftier than most of the rookies that you would see. <laughs> just like he had kind of a rougher look. Uh, well, yeah. You mean he'd look like he's been eating on a major leaguer's salary right now? Yeah. So, uh, but Keegan yesterday, um, and again, just want to touch on this just a bit. So he went five innings, five and a third, only gave up three hits and had eight strikeouts. So um, maybe, you know, some people just aren't meant to be relievers. Some people aren't meant to be starters. Um, Zach Britton wasn't really a great starter, but ended up being an awesome closer. Maybe Keegan Aiken wasn't meant to be, be a reliever and was meant to be a starter. It it looked like that for his first start. It did. Yeah. And I think if um, what's uh, Garrett Cole wasn't having such a crazy game, I think all the talk would be about um, Aiken right now. Yeah. Because I mean, of the way he was striking people out. But, I mean, Garrett Cole had, like, I don't know how many he ended up with. But, like I said, he had, like, eight strikeouts in the first nine batters. But I think Aiken had, like, I don't know, six in the first nine batters, something like that. It felt like it. Right. So, he had a great game. I want to see him take that – now that we have that spot, I think he just solidified it uh, for the rest of the year to be a starter. Yeah, so for the next three weeks, he'll get, a, he'll get at least three more starts, maybe four more starts. We'll see how it goes. So, but good to see that. Uh, the other thing that was good to see yesterday was it was it yesterday was uh, Mountcastle's first dong in uh, Oriole Park, or was that uh, yeah. two nights ago? I think it was. I think it was a that double head, that second double header game, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, he crushed that ball. So Mountcastle absolutely obliterates the ball um, in Camden Yards. People can't go ahead and be like, "Oh, well, we must be comfortable in a minor league stadium." <laughs> <laughs> Like I did? Yeah. Like, well, it, it was like you. Was that directed towards me? Well, it wasn't necessarily directed towards you, but it was you, and it was like everybody else freaking on Twitter, everybody else online. Oh, kid knows what he does in minor league ballpark. Can't do it in major league. Well, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't say he couldn't. Right. Just... You didn't. You didn't say it to that extent, but like it, he, that's what you were reading. Oh, well, he can definitely hit in the minor leagues. And just, yeah. It just give him time. Give him time. And here he is today. He's hitting in the four hole. So no, and I and, and I think even those home runs he hit in the minor league stadium, they were like what four twenty and four ten. So yeah. they would have been gone anywhere. Yeah. So uh, your boys back up again, DJ Stewart. So he, uh, his batting average is raised up to a whole one fifty mm. uh, just over the past two days. Yeah. No. Let's let him get a couple more at bats to see. <laughs> but hey, if he can only hit home runs, I'd be fine with that. Yeah, he's going to be the next Chris Davis. <laughs> home run, strikeout, home run, strikeout. But he also walks, so. That's true. When he came back up, he started taking walks. Yeah. But anyway, so it's good to see Mountcastle up there in that four hole now. So, I mean, they, I really feel like the Orioles handled that correctly. Like, they brought him up. They didn't put too much pressure on him. And then just let him go ahead and just um, put himself into the position that he needed to. And I think that's, uh, you know, you uh you consider me a Hayes apologist and I consider you a Hayster, but that wasn't necessarily something that they did with Austin Hayes. They just went ahead and grabbed him and plugged him into that number one spot right off the bat. Right. Um, when he came in. So 
you know, he was probably feeling the pressure a little bit more than somebody that was plugged into, you know, that eight hole or that seven or six hole, um, like Mount Castle was. And that's not to take anything away from Mount Castle or to make excuses for Hayes. But again, these are just two completely different situations. And, uh, oh well, my God, Jesus and Cleats went ahead and popped out to a shortstop. Unbelievable. Uh, send him back down. Send him back down. <laughs> DJ Stewart, send him back down to Bowie. Let him learn how to. Just completely unacceptable. Resend that apology. That's right. Resend the apology. Big fat DJ Stewart is back. Um, he looks like Ty Wigginton again. That's right. Ty <laughs> Wigginton and Billy Butler. <laughs> well, wait a second. Didn't Hayes he, – he had a little bit of time last year on the team. Yeah, he he did, but again, he – Did they a legal spot right away? Yeah, they – well, not last – I don't think last year, but – I feel like this year we plugged him right off into that leadoff spot after, what, maybe a handful of games last year? Yeah, he got his feet wet a little bit. You know, and again, say so he – last year he was making plays in the field. He wasn't necessarily knocking the cover off the ball either. So mm-hmm. I think what the Orioles are doing right with Mountcastle and, you know, again, they did it with Hayes. They bumped him back down to that nine slot, let him start to get comfortable, let him start to get hit, and then all of a sudden they started moving him back up into the lineup. And that's exactly what they did with Ryan Mountcastle. They didn't start him off, you know, at the top of the lineup. They started him off relatively low, um, let him go ahead and show that he's a major league hitter. And then he started to work his way up th- up to the lineup, up through the lineup. And now here he is sitting at that four slot. Yeah. And, you know, it may be a combination of the fact that um, we don't have Renato Nunez. Chris Davis is absolutely terrible. Um, and he's on the IL, um, you know, half the team's on the IL. There's no Trey Mancini this year. You know, it's the perfect storm, but, you know, all things being said, Mountcastle's hitting 350 right now, and um, the the four slot seems to be the right spot for him. He's hitting 350, three home runs. It just – Yeah, I mean, if um, he, he keeps playing like this, it doesn't matter that there's that many injuries. They're going to find a spot for him. Yeah, absolutely. Whether DH or letting Chris Davis finally take a walk, they're going to put him in the lineup. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you can't not have him in the lineup as he looks at strike one. That looks like it's about three feet outside. Uh, <laughs> Are you watching on the game day app? Yeah. Okay. So, uh, yeah, I got to see this pitch. But, um, but yeah, he, he's been doing great, man. I, I, I'd say you're, you're starting to see what your team's going to look like in the future, which is nice. Yeah. Um and maybe not necessarily the future next year. It might take, you know, a couple of years before we're talking about this. Uh, you know, 2023 was a World Series prediction. We'll see how that one goes. But um, I would I would absolutely love to see us, um, you know, middle of the pack next year. And then, you know, contending 2023 would be good. And don't, don't, what's don't rule out the season. Don't rule out this season. You were just saying well, what, then, they're, they're three games out. Yeah, yeah. So three, <laughs> game, three games out. We've got plenty of games against the uh, plenty of games against the Yankees and uh, a few of the other American League East teams still to come in these next three weeks. So we could certainly could uh, could make a push. Right. But you also have it's to just... be realist. The, the or what the Orioles like to do to us is that every time we start believing, they fall apart. And when we start to go on board with this tanking and the falling apart, that's when they turn it around. All right, so 
we talked a little bit about TJ Stewart. We kind of already mentioned Dean Kramer today. Um, so again, just he's uh, making his first major league debut. Uh, as of right now, this is the top of the fourth. He's throwing 50 pitches. He's only given up one run. He got in a little bit of trouble in the second inning, got out of it, and then had a th- strong third to go ahead and uh, recover and recoup from it. So he's uh, he's looking pretty good. So hopefully the Orioles will be able to get, you know, Two more, maybe stretch him to three, but realistically, my guess is he'll get through the fifth, and that'll probably be about it for him. Uh, he's going up against the uh, the heart of the lineup in the uh, four, five, six right now. So if he gets through this and then face the seven, eight, nine, I don't expect him to see Lay Mayhew one more time. Mm-hmm. So, but hey, if he gives up one run in five innings, I consider that a pretty damn good debut. Oh no, that's that's a quality start. Yes, sir. That's official official quality start. Yeah, that's better than a lot of our starters have been doing. Yeah, so um, so we talked, we touched on this a little bit earlier, but I figured we may as well get this one out of the way as well. Uh, you're going to explain to me, and I'm going mm-hmm. to just sit here and, and allow you your uh, couple minutes to talk. And you're going to explain to me why I should care about Pat Vileka and why he deserves to be an Oriole. <laughs> I, I really don't think you have an argument this week after what he did last week. It's almost like he heard what you were saying and went out to prove you wrong, mm-hmm. which he did, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So he, I showed you the stat yesterday. In the last seven games, he's batting 474. Mm-hmm. And this is a guy that should be coming off the bench, but he's only out there because of all the injuries right now and Iglesias. It seems like he can't play every day with that with that quad injury. He can't play the field every day. Right. So we got a guy who should be coming off the bench, filling in, and I think he's doing a a good job for that role. You got a guy. You, you got to have a guy coming off the bench who can hold hold the team together when there's this many injuries, and that's all you can ask for. So four seventy four. I mean, that's going above and beyond. So 474 of the past seven days is what you said, right? Yeah. I mean, it might have changed after last night's game, but when I looked it up, yeah, so it was, it was so, 474. Mm-hmm. And he's and he's had big hits, too. Like at the end of that Yankee, the first, the first, uh, the second doubleheader game on mm-hmm. Friday night, he had a clutch hit in like the sixth inning right before they went to the seventh to shut down the Yankees. So it gave him a 6-3 comfortable lead there. I mean, that's all you can ask for for a bench player, right? Yeah. Yeah, uh, I mean, Much you, better you than... certainly wouldn't ask for what he did yesterday, going 0 for 3 with a strikeout. Right, but how many other players went 0 for 3? You, you Pat, would... <laughs> Pat the rally killer. All right, let's see. How many other hitters went 0 for 3? So we'll, we'll go ahead and get into this. So it looks like Pat Valakia and Pedro Severino and Chancisco. Where the only what about batters Williams? to go 0 for 3 yesterday. Well, what did Mason Williams do? Uh, oh, you know, I apologize. I missed that. Uh, Mason Williams also went 0 for 3. So, four. Right. Four, so, that's four, four, players. four players in a nine-guy lineup. That's almost half the team. And and Pedro Severino <laughs> also walked. So, he also reached base while uh, while Pat Valakia refused to uh, to be productive at all and couldn't even walk. Now, this is starting to scare me. It's starting to either 
it's going to show me you don't understand the game of baseball because you know that like a good player isn't going to get a hit in every single baseball game. So this is either you really scaring me or this is just you trolling. And then I ha- I'm going to have to do what I do with trolls and just ignore it until it goes away. See, now, I, I don't feel like I'm trolling you at all. I, I just <laughs> feel like I'm simply reporting facts. The facts are that he went 0 for 3 yesterday, did not get on base. He did not walk. Uh, he was just completely just unproductive yesterday and could have been replaced with uh, you or I. Well, what are the facts of the the game that we beat the Mets 9-5? to What are the facts from his game? Nobody's talking there? about the 9-5 to game against the Mets. We're talking about right now. And see, that's why yeah, what, you're a troll. What, what matters <laughs> What That's matters why you're... right now? What matters right now? Are we talking about a game against the Mets? Or are we talking about a game against the Yankees? What matters more? In my <laughs> opinion, a game against the Yankees matters more. Because a game against the Yankees, if we win three against the Yankees, that'll put us into the playoffs. Versus if we win three against the Mets, then we have to worry about whether or not the Yankees win or not, because that'll decide whether or not we get into the playoffs. If we just go ahead and win against the Yankees, we decide error and fate. We do it ourselves. So it's a matter of clutch performance against teams that matter. And a win against the Mets does absolutely minimal for us. I'm not going to say nothing, but it does minimal for us. In a 60-game season, every game counts. Except for games against the Mets. <laughs> hey, real, oh, real, boy. real, real hey, quick, there's going to be a lot topic of here. Uh, Dean Kramer, mm-hmm. 11 pitches last inning, uh, three okay. outs. So he's completed his fourth inning. Wow, so he had nine nine pitches the one inning, eleven the next. That's pretty good. Yep. Yeah, so it gets up to sixty-two pitches and uh, four innings of the game, and he's throwing thirty-three oh. for strikes. All right, so uh, we'll agree to disagree. Uh, Pat Vileki is absolutely terrible; has no place on any major league baseball team, and uh, certainly not the Orioles. Moving on. Uh, so today is September sixth, uh, twenty twenty. Is the twenty-fifth anniversary of uh, Cal Ripken breaking. Lou Gehrig's streak. It's uh, officially twenty-one thirty-one day. And uh, Matt, do you remember where you were in nineteen ninety-five on twenty-one thirty-one? Um, yeah, I did actually. I remember watching that on TV. So nothing like um, really stood out about where I was, but I was. I definitely remember watching that on TV and watching like the parade around the field and all that. Mm-hmm. So I think I was. I guess I was thirteen. <laughs> Yeah, d- didn't get to go to that game, but um, definitely remember watching on TV and uh, definitely sticks out of my memory. So, what about, uh, what about you? So, I was one of the fortunate ones. I actually had the, uh, the little badge and the, uh, uh, what the heck do you call that little thing that goes around your neck? Not the carabiner, the. Uh, yeah, the like the little key, the little key ring thing. The lanyard, that's what it was. The lanyard. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so I had the, uh, I was there, lanyard along with the, uh, with the ticket, and uh, everything still all together from that. So I was, I was lucky enough to be there for both twenty one thirty and twenty one thirty one, and then by mere coincidence, kind of unrelated, but I was also there the first day that Cal Ripken sat down. Yeah. So, and that was completely unplanned. Uh, my father and I were sitting at the Oriole game, and uh, the lineup came up. And my dad says, Jimmy, look at the uh, look at the scoreboard. 
And I said, yeah, it's the Orioles lineup. He's, he says, yeah, he says, uh, something missing? And I was just like, it, no, it, wait, wait, where's, where's Ripken? Mm-hmm. It was like, it was a, oh my God moment yeah. of, uh, of that. But, um, so I think that was, that was the most shocking thing than, um, like I said, say my father and I were there and then my sister and my mother had to drive down to the stadium and buy tickets and get in right away for that too. So, uh, <clears throat> but we made a family event of that, but 2131, um, for me, it was just like, you know, for the game to just stop, like literally just stop in the middle of nowhere. Um, you know, I think a lot of younger fans go ahead and look at the, uh, lap around the field that Adam Jones did when the Orioles went ahead and uh, won the AL East um, and was celebrating with the fans and everything. Um, and that's their big moment. But for the fans that missed out on 21-31, uh, to see that happen just literally in the middle of a game, mm-hmm. it, it's just, you know, for the other team to have the respect that they had to go ahead and just take a step back and uh, let Cal enjoy that moment. And, you know, to the umpire's credit too, to just go ahead and just let it happen. And then the, uh, the strangest thing was just, um, we watched the broadcast of it later. And uh, of course ESPN had to go ahead and cover it because, you know, if it's a major sports, uh, sports issue, then, or sports deal, then they want to go ahead and have their part in it too. Right. But um, I'm trying to think of yeah, who who's the ESPN announcer is. Is that Chris Berman? Yeah, there it is, Berman. Yeah. So Berman, the guy who usually does the uh, the home run derby, is back, 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 back. Uh, <laughs> you know, it, and you can't get Berman to shut up ever. You can never yeah. get him to shut up. But for twenty one thirty one he shut up and like that was the mm-hmm. whole thing for him to just go ahead and kind of take off the headset and just like let people just enjoy the moment like that was that was huge um but i think it was uh was it bobby bonilla and palmero that pushed cal out to make him go ahead and do that lap if memory serves i think right. i think i remember yeah i remember palmero at least yeah so Um, you know, Cal was just trying to get it over and done with and let the game be the game, but, uh, but they would have none of it. Say the fans would have none of it. And, um, they just basically just time stopped in the middle of the game. And and he took that lap around the field and celebrated with the fans and celebrated with the, with his family and all. And it was just, it was a real touching moment that I think fans today that weren't around for that aren't going to experience um, because even the, even that one where, uh, where Adam Jones ran around the field and that was special. Don't get me wrong. That was really special, but that, that doesn't hold a candle to what this was. No, no, I think it was a lot bigger than I was. I remembered because yeah, I was like 13 and I knew it was big in Baltimore. Mm -hmm. And I think we were watching on, you know, Masson, but um, yeah, I didn't, yeah, I guess it was that. Was it that back then? Yeah, probably. I think so. I guess. Yeah, maybe. Maybe it was. Yeah, 
But yeah, we were just watching theirs and I didn't really like follow ESPN that closely just because my age or whatever. But now that I look back, I guess it was a pretty big thing around all of baseball. Yeah. And that's one of the records that I don't think they will, that will ever be broken. No, I don't think so either. Uh, I mean, just because everybody's like, <laughs> everybody's tearing their, their, their oblique every other week. So, Oh, I mean, let's, let's face it. Say the, uh, Major League Baseball, actually all professional sports, the world in general is just it's full of uh, to go ahead and take take one out of uh, our boys, Matt and Josh's book. It's full of strawberries. Uh, just people are just absolutely just way too soft. You know, oh, I got a hamstring injury. Oh, I'm not feeling well. Uh, you know, my, my elbows tingling a little bit my legs cramping up you know and that's enough for them to go ahead and take three days off yeah. um you know there's never going to be another uh another contender for this title there's never going to be another iron man um you know so i think cal is perfectly safe with his first place and i think uh lou Gehrig is perfectly safe with uh with the second place when it comes to this record Oh yeah, for sure. I don't think I'm. Yeah, they're not even going to get close to that one. No, say nobody's nobody's going to break uh, break. Count. Plus, they just they just give a lot of guys the day off every once in a while too. You know. Yeah, that happens a lot too. Just to um, let them reset. I mean, I know I know Cal went through some slumps in his career. Probably like, I mean, multiple slumps. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's where his like he was always changing his batting stance because of those slumps you know he was trying to break out of them but um you know now they'll give a guy a day off if he's in a slump just to let him like recover give him a mental day off pretty much but also these guys like train like completely differently i think now Mm -hmm. goal is just to get as big and strong as possible and that can lead to a lot of like their injuries as well so it's a different game but I mean, it doesn't make it less impressive that he played that many games in a row. So, do you remember? Uh, do you remember say after Cal went ahead and broke his uh, broke the streak? There was all sorts of stories about days of where like he almost took a day off, or like something that happened, or um, something that may have potentially ended his streak like pre uh, prematurely. You remember coming across any of those? I remember the one at the uh, All Star game where he was standing up on those risers for the picture. Mm-hmm. Somebody, I forget who it was, but the guy standing next to him almost fell off the riser and just threw his arm up. And then he break uh, Rickon's nose. Yeah. Remember who was the guy that almost fell? Oh, let's see here. But yeah, if, if he would have taken a game off of that, like let's say he like fell backwards and like hit his head and he had to take a week off or something. That guy would have felt like a, like a serious turd. <clears throat> So let's see. So I'm pulling it up right now. It was the 1996 All Star Game. Uh, let's see here. Calvin dodged inside when he was nearly knocked out of the American League lineup by Chicago White Sox reliever <laughs> Roberto Hernandez during the pregame oh, photo wow. session. <laughs> that guy would have felt like crap, man. Yeah, I mean, Jesus, God, could you imagine? But yeah, so they they had that. Then there's the other issue, uh, the rumor of Cal Ripken and what was it? It was Cal Ripken and Kevin Costner's wife, I think. Oh, boy, yeah. You heard about that one. 
Uh, a little bit. <laughs> you can't. Re- I don't. Nobody knows the true story or whatever. So I haven't really believed. I've you know took it with a grain of salt. But do you know the details more than I do? Um. I know Brady wasn't Brady Anderson involved in something too. Yeah, Brady was involved with all sorts of women, um, and probably uh, probably a few men too. But that's uh, neither here nor there. <laughs> so let's see if I can find. Uh, do, 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 do. Yeah, crazy tale: Cal Ripken Jr. catching his now ex-wife Kelly cheating on him with. Academy Award winner Kevin Costner in 1997. Um, and then there was a supposed tale that when they got into a fight, um, Ripken got locked up. Oh, so he almost missed the game there? Yeah, Ripken almost missed the game there. Oh my um, let's see. The Orioles had to cancel a game in August 1997 due to an electrical failure. But it had nothing to do with Calvin Jr. or Kevin Costner. <laughs> but that just goes that that makes it more impressive, man. You think of all the little stuff that can happen. <laughs> yeah, you know what yeah, I'm saying. Your 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 wife could cheat on you with a movie star. Right, Kevin Costner could stroll in and do whatever <laughs> he's got to do. He, you could you could hit that pothole that Baldo hit in the parking lot. Yeah. I mean, anything could have happened, but he played that many games in a row. The, the, you can't take that away from him. But besides that, that wasn't like – if you go back and look at his, like, numbers, he really, besides the streak, he was a Hall of Famer without the streak. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So That just makes it more impressive. I, I found one more, and this one was uh, June seventh, 1993. Uh, was the closest that the game came to uh, – consecutive streak came to an end. Um, there was a brawl. Let's see here. Brawl ensues after Mike Messina plunks somebody. Let me see. So apparently during this brawl where um, you've seen a plunk some guy named Hasselman, Cal um, Ripken tweaks his knee. So let's see. Damn. Back in the dark ages when we only had landlines, Mansells were cold. It was not unusual for Cal to call me, but at 8 in the morning was certainly unusual. Um, Cal wants to talk to you. He told me that he was having problems with his knee. It was swollen up and he couldn't move it. Mm. Uh, day before Ripken found himself in the middle of an ugly brawl between the Orioles and Mariners. Mike Mussina plunking Bill Hasselman. Hasselman charging the mound. Ripken rushed in from shortstop. A melee ensued. His spikes caught on the infield grass, and in an instant, Ripken was trapped beneath a pile of bodies. Oh, boy. Uh, that was probably the closest I ever came to missing a game. Ripken said some players can convince themselves they can play a little hurt. I always had a pretty good toleration for pain. Somehow I figured out how to get it done. Yeah. So there's one that honestly, um, I've never even heard of, but, um, no, I haven't heard of that one either. What what point do you think they were like, all right, you're like close enough to this record here Mm -hmm. where even if like you do have an injury, we're just go out there and like, 
just loaf it if you have to, but just stay out there. You think that was ever like conversation they were having? Um, that that might have been a confirmation or a uh, a conversation <laughs> after. Uh, God damn it, that's gonna be your last uh, last minute thing. Uh, no, no, but but that uh that may have been a convert conversation after he moved from shortstop to third base. You know, it yeah. was like where it was no longer how many consecutive games played at the position. Mm-hmm. So it may may have been a conversation of, you know, hey, why don't we just let you go ahead and DH today or something of that sort. Yeah. But um, you know, after See, I don't have a, I don't I don't have a memory of that. Was um was he DHing during that streak? No. No, 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 I'm just no, saying that yeah. that might have been part of the conversation of just you know, hey, hey, if you want to take it easy, why don't we put you at DH today? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, I'm I'm sure it was had a couple of times with you know a few different managers from time to time, but you know, in, in the end, but, it was Cal's team, and he kind of made the call himself. Yeah, but I'm just wondering, like, at what level was it? Like, 1,500 games or like 2,000 games where they just like started those talks. Because I don't know. I mean, 1,500 games in a row sounds like a lot to me. I think his, his his biggest threat, like, from a manager standpoint of him taking a day off came from his father. Like, I seem to remember reading articles about that, like, where Senior wanted to go ahead and sit, sit him down for a day or two. Yeah, where he was going through, like, those slumps. Yeah. Yeah. All right, well. Say twenty five, uh, twenty five years ago, which you know, just goes to show it doesn't feel like it was that long to me. Um, wow. But uh, I, I guess that's just a sign that we're uh, we're becoming once again Statler and Waldorf and becoming the old men uh, watching baseball well, games now. Well, you know what's crazy is uh, Mountcastle wasn't even born yet. Yeah. And I don't know about this. The pitcher uh, Kramer was he? How old is he? He might not have been born yet. No either. way, dude. Like I don't even know how old he is. I'm just looking at a picture of him. There ain't no way he was born. <laughs> oh, Jesus, God of money. See, we're recording early yeah. today, and I can't stop yawning. It's two thirty on Sunday afternoon. I can't stop yawning. Yeah, we haven't even hit KBO yet. Yeah, really. <laughs> All right. Well, let's see here. What else we got here? Um... I wanted to talk about this after our last recording. Mm-hmm. They gave Sulcer one more chance, and I haven't seen him. And he blew that one too. So I haven't seen him in that in the closer role since. Yeah. So uh, Brandon Hyde clearly making the smart decision and just getting away from the Sulcer experiment. Yeah, and I, I read a couple of scary like headlines that were saying like we still have confidence in Sulcer and like. He's still the guy, and then I think the next game he blew, and that was it. So maybe that was just like not to get in his head because they were going to give him, trot him out there one more time. But he he's not a closer. No, I think they threw him out in like the sixth inning of like a game a couple games later, and that was the last I saw of him. I was a little worried yesterday that they were going to put him out there to to finish that game off, and I was just like, I don't even want to see that with the six <laughs> to one. I, don't, I I didn't even want to see him come out. But the guy just can't. He yeah. needs to go. He needs to go work on his uh, strikes, throwing throwing strikes. Yeah, I mean, Solzer's Solzer's done. I mean, if they want to go ahead and bring him in for mop up duty, so be it. But as far as competitive mm-hmm. games, he shouldn't even be a consideration. Yeah, do you think that Valdez guy is he the new? Uh, looks like he's taking over right now. Cesar Valdez. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I'd be fine with that. I think he's doing a fine job right now. 
he's definitely got that closer personality. If you if you watch him, yeah, closers closer are definitely like eccentric, aren't they? Yeah, eccentric. Yeah. They're just they got this like weird like vibe to him, and he's he's got it. Well, usually they are. I I wouldn't say that Zach Britton was uh, eccentric. No, yeah, you're right. But he's not even the closer in New York. Well, no, but that's because you know New York's got a. Uh... What's the guy who beats the hell out of his wife all the time? Oh, that's right. Errol just Chapman. Yeah. Yeah. They've got a piece of garbage in there, and it's New York, so they don't care about what you do uh, as a person. They just go ahead and plug you in because of your performance. Mm -hmm. So. Allegedly. um, Yeah, allegedly. So, Mm -hmm. uh, so I'm looking at I'm looking at the the schedule for the rest of uh, rest of the season here, and we're looking at two, four, six. 8, 10, 12, 14, 16, 18, 19, 20. So 20 more games left. Mm-hmm. And uh, by mere coincidence, we've got uh, two against the Mets. Uh, those matter, don't they? Right, right I guess those games don't matter, right? Well. Do those games not matter to you? You could say that they do. You could say that they don't. But here's the fact. Here's the truth of the matter. The truth of the matter is, after the Mets, we've got four against the Yankees. Right. So we've got four more against the Yankees, and then three against the Braves, which uh, we'll see how they go. But then we've got one, two, three, four, five. We we've got five game series against the Rays. That'll be interesting. Um. But five against the well, Rays, three against the Red Sox, and then four against the Blue Jays. So, well, well, look, you can make the argument that because you're going to be playing that line of de- lineup of teams, mm-hmm. the Rays, Yankees, Blue Jays, the two games against the Mets are the two games you should win. So they do matter because you got to win those games. And and every championship season, they are they're they're constantly saying the teams you got to win against the teams you're supposed to win against. And the Mets look like crap. So the Orioles, if they want a chance to even sniff a wild card, they have to beat the Mets. Well, they should. They should. Um, but to the same extent, here I will. Uh, I will go ahead and toss this one to you. So, in 2012, the Ravens won the uh, Super Bowl, right? Uh huh. All right. So the 2012. Ravens won the Super Bowl. They went ten and six. So their losses came to the Cincinnati Bengals, uh, the Broncos, the Steelers, the Texans, the Eagles. But they also lost to the pathetic Washington Redskins in an overtime game, a game <laughs> that they probably certainly should have won, but they didn't. Would you say that game mattered? Because they won the Super Bowl that year, so a game that they should have won, they didn't win. But well, now you're gonna be like cherry picking like random games from different leagues. Look, different I'm just telling you that you can win, you can win a like, championship without winning those quote unquote gimme games. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> you need to win the majority of them. You do, and it's to, not like the game. You need and to win not the like majority the of them, but you don't win, need to win all of them. And again, you're not going to convince me that a game against the Mets, who are not in their division, not even in their league, matters half as much as a game against the Yankees. Even with only 20 games left, if you win the game against the Yankees, the game against the Mets doesn't matter. 
No, I'm not saying it matters as much as the Yankee games, but I'm saying you got you have to pad your record with playing teams like that. And then you take that into the, the important games that you have to win. And ultimately, if they don't beat the Yankees and the Rays, they're not going to go anywhere. Right. I mean, it all comes it all comes down to how we do against the Yankees, the Rays, the Blue Jays, and the Red Sox. Oh, you know, it, honestly, the, the Braves games, um, you know, hopefully we can survive one out of those three games. And with the Mets, if we split one out of two, I don't get me wrong. I'd love to take two out of three. I'd love to take two out of two. But the fact of the matter is, is that if we just split with those teams and win the series against the Yankees and the Rays and the Blue Jays and the Red Sox, then we're going to be sitting in good position. Right. I mean, I don't know how we got we got in. I don't know how it got so far. When, when like off course. When you're climbing the ladder, my friend, you want to focus on the team that's in front of you, not necessarily <laughs> worry about the team that's climbing up the ladder behind you. I, it, it, two different philosophies here, because those same, those same teams are going to be playing the Mets, and they're going to want to win those games too. You you should beat those teams and pad your record. Otherwise, you won't even. You, you won't even stand a chance before you even play the Yankees, Braves, and – I mean, the Yankees, Blue Jays, and Red Sox or whatever. It's only two games against the Mets, though. It's only well, it's two a total games against four the Mets, the- so that's why I'm, that's why I'm saying it, it doesn't matter. Two games mm-hmm. against the well, Mets versus 11 games against uh, your division. I, I get that. I'm just saying, like, this has gone, like, off course because <laughs> the, point was, the point was I was just saying – I was just using the one Mets game as an example of when Valeka had four hits. And I'm not even like, I don't even know what the argument is anymore, honestly. It's gone so far, like, off the rails. Oh, the argument is, is that Pat Valeka <laughs> sucks. That's what the argument Man, is. Man, how much, how much energy do you spend a week in trying to, like, just downplay Valeka? I don't think that's what I that's what I want to know. That's what the real argument is, and that's what the real because he just goes ahead and proves it himself. You know, one day one one week he's making four errors in the infield, another week he's going, you know, oh for whatever batting wise. There's no confidence. And like like yesterday when he was up there during the rally, and I go ahead and I mentioned Pat Vell rally killer. That's uh, that's basically what he was. It was like I had no confidence. I knew for a fact that he wasn't going to do jack squat, and he went ahead and proved himself to not do jack squat. You're going to hear dead air because this is the this is the trolling segment. So you can either keep talking or hear dead there's, air. There's no trolling at all. It's just the fact that Pat Valakia is. Uh, I I pray to pray that he's not on the Orioles next year. He's got no spot on our roster next year. So. There you go. Dead air, dead air, dead air. Dead air, dead air. All right, so shall we move on? Probably. All right. So uh, <laughs> at, at 59 minutes, why don't we go ahead and take your, uh, take your little break here, and uh, we'll come right, right on back with some KBO and some Ravens chat. All right. Birdland Sports. For fans... Bye, fans. Find more great shows like this at birdlandsports.com. All right, so why don't we, uh, why don't we go ahead and jump on over to your uh, favorite league as opposed to Major League Baseball, the KBO.
Well, slowly, I think MLB has taken over my focus again. Yeah, well, that's good. But welcome, I'm still a KBO welcome fan. Welcome back to the real world with rest of us. <laughs> yeah. Well, I had to say occupied, man. I was just sitting at home doing nothing. So. Yeah, that sounds absolutely terrible when you're working 60 to 80 hours a week making sure people have food to eat. All right, well, I won't rub it in anymore then. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm really feeling for you having to sit down <laughs> in your house and, like, not do anything. Well, I'm back now, so well, and it wasn't it wasn't as great as it it sounds. Yeah, but um, but I am still watching the KBO, and I think ESPN is losing their interest as well. Oh, are they not airing mm-hmm. the game? Well, no. Well, there are man. I don't know how KBO gets through a season because they have like a monsoon season over there, mm. and they have so many rainouts. Like I thought, like we were having a lot of um, COVID postponements over here. Mm-hmm. They just kill it with rainouts, so they've got us beat on just rain alone. But um, yeah, so a couple games weren't aired because of the rain, and then there was one game when I was looking for it on demand. It just said Korean baseball organization didn't even have the teams, and they just threw a game up there that was commentated by the uh, Korean guys. So the ESPN guys just took a day off and said we're not going to do it. I guess what? And they they just threw up a game that was um, commentated by you know, in Korean, and I couldn't understand what was going on, so I couldn't make it through it. Huh. Yeah, so, but anyway, so well, surprising. Matt, Matt, you need to you, you need to be more open to uh, diverse cultures, and uh, <laughs> just because you can't necessarily understand what the Korean broadcasters were saying, that shouldn't necessarily, uh, that shouldn't necessarily make you not want to watch the game anymore. So you, you need to be more accepting of uh, <laughs> other cultures and, and welcome uh korean broadcasting into your life this coming from a guy who hasn't even watched one minute of a game that's not true i i watched one minute of a game say when i woke up at four o'clock in the morning i happened to find it on uh espn i watched a minute all right the trolling the trolling continues (laughs) you know what's crazy though i was just i was trying to like see how many games like korean baseball games i've actually watched and it's, Mm it's probably close to like 50 games yeah, I mean, and honestly, at this point in time, you'd think you'd have built a tolerance for uh, <laughs> for Korean baseball and, and their beliefs and, and how they'd like to do things. And whether or not there's an American broadcasting the game or not, that shouldn't really have any sort of an impact on whether or not you enjoy the game. Look, man, you can't even get through a game with Kevin Brown commentating. <laughs> no, I'm supposed to. There's a difference between having tolerance for Korean broadcasters versus having tolerance for Kevin Brown. Kevin Brown is just an idiot. But anyway, it was like it was like it was like two teams that I weren't weren't wasn't really interested in anyway. Mm -hmm. That was that was my point. Okay. I'm surprising this week that uh, LG Twins have taken second place. Yeah, so I'm I'm looking at that right now. Your Kiwoom heroes have uh, dropped down to third. Yeah, but they haven't really lost any ground. They're still just a game and a half back. It's right. just the LG Twins have been on fire. Mm-hmm. Uh, big part to all... Hun... I was about to no, say, that is that all due to Hunsu Kim? It is, yes. He, if you looked up his numbers, he's, he's still – he's slowly like – I think at the beginning of the season, all the foreign-born players were just like taking over KBO, which they normally do. Mm-hmm. But he's just constant, man, and he's taken up – they've slowed down a little bit and he's just climbing that ladder slowly. So he's second in batting average right now at a 352, which is crazy. And he's only behind one guy, Jose Fernandez for the Doosan Bears. And he's got 
363. So he's not that far behind. And um, he, he's making a push for like top three in like every category here. Mm. But um, yeah, it's a big part to him. And I think it's a big part to uh, Kiwoom, the injuries they suffered. Their, their pitching staff is like a skeleton crew right now. Yeah. And I was looking up their, their number one pitcher has got the best ERA in the league, but he's, he's the one that's been hurt for a couple of weeks now, but they're still hanging in there. So it's going to be like a close race to the finish here. So, uh, you know, as, as you're continuing to go over the KBO, I just want to note that uh, your boy Pat Valaki is currently up in the bottom of the six with runners on first and second with one out. Uh, let's find, let's wait and see exactly what happens with uh, your Lord and Savior, Pat, uh, Pat Faleka. And you just can't let it go, can you? <laughs> you can't let it go. He's a he's a good bench player. He's not even my favorite Oriole, by the way. I feel like but he you is. you've worked this thing up so much where I have to like defend him to the end here. I I, I feel like uh, you're due for a Pat Faleka jersey. <laughs> After all this talk, I might ha- I might just have to get one. Yeah, um, he's definitely better than Flaherty. I'll tell you that much. Jack Flaherty, come on, Alan. Jack Flaherty is a good ball player. The, the pitcher for the Phillies. Yeah, is that no for the Cardinals or whatever? <laughs> I don't know. No, I'm talking about everybody's savior for the past few years, Ryan Flaherty. I'm thank God he's gone. Good old Flair Bear. So you you heard it, Birdland, Matt. Matt is not a fan of uh, Flare Bear, so go ahead and send all of your hate, uh, your hate email or your hate tweets to at Bleacher Matt. I'm also not a fan of Velasquez. If you want to go down that road, yeah, well, nobody's a, fa- a fan of Velasquez. Oh, but you know, what we didn't talk about was our um, wager of the week. We didn't talk about our wager of the week. Um, so. Well, we touch on that real quick. I don't think either play, either player stole base last week, did they? Uh, Mullins had one, so he won really? it with one steal. Yep. Oh, son of a gun. All right, so you go ahead and you take that one. Uh, yeah, Santander got hurt, so he really didn't have a chance to run the bases, but he didn't have any. All right, well, in that case, so you go ahead and you pick the topic of, uh, of the next thing that we bet on, and uh, I get first dibs on choice. So choose wisely, my friend. All right, so what I'm going to do, we always guess the wins for the week, so I'm just going to make that our wager. So we're playing your favorite Met, your team Mets, the Mets and the Yankees. Let's yeah. just do the next, uh, depending on when we record, let's just say the next six games. Okay. So they're off tomorrow. We won't count this one, I guess, unless you want to. You want to count today's game, Sunday's game? Well, I'm assuming that we're going to record on Sunday. So All right. why don't we, uh, right. yeah. Okay, so we won't count this game then because it's already the sixth inning. Okay. So let's do the next six games. All right, so we got one, two, three, four, five, six. So so you want us to predict the Oriole-Yankee game for next Sunday before it happens? Oh, oh, I thought thought that was – shoot. Why don't we do the six games including today? All right, we'll do it today. So they're up 2-1 right now in the sixth inning. I guess we'll just – We'll count this one. Go ahead. So I say the Orioles go four and two mm. in their next six games. So you think they're going to beat? Uh, you think they're going to win today? They're going to win today. Mm-hmm. They'll take one of two from the uh, one of two from the Mets because those games don't matter. And then, uh, and then they'll take two two of their next three from the Yankees as well. 
and that will put us right in line for uh, for that last playoff spot. All right, I'm going to go. You went four and two. I went four and two. I'm going to go three and three. All right. I think the Yankees are going to bounce back with some uh, injured players coming back. Mm-hmm. And I think the Orioles are going to mess around with throwing Hayes back in the lineup soon. <laughs> so just to annoy you, I'm going to say that's going to cost us a game. All right. So uh, looks like your boy managed to finally hit a single. Really? Hey, look at that. Okay. Good, good, good for him. It's a shame he couldn't hit the ball a little bit, uh, hit the ball a little bit further and gotten an RBI. But hey, we'll take it. Uh, yeah, I was wondering what you were going to say about it, and I'm surprised you even brought it up that he got a single there. It, it just would have been nice. It didn't pretend he, like it, it. didn't pretend like your phone like went out or something. It would. It just would have been nice had the ball been hit like to a place of where the runner could have scored from second base, which is supposed to be scoring position. Um, well, first of all, it's Severino running, so you got a catcher running, and he didn't read the ball. He didn't read that ball very well, so. Well, it's kind of hard to read when Pat Valicchia normally doesn't make any sort of contact with the ball. Uh, that doesn't make any sense. Let's move on. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> All right. So, moving on. Did we have anything else further with the uh, with the KBO? Nope, that's it. Right. We got hijacked. We got hijacked again, but that's right. cool. So, KBO uh, sayonara. Hi, everybody. I'm Jehui from KoreanClass101.com. Do you know how to say bye in Korean? If you want to sound more casual, here's a phrase for you. 안녕 안녕 This means bye in Korean. This phrase is equivalent to saying something casual such as see ya or peace out in English. Uh, we'll go ahead, we'll talk a little bit of NFL. So, uh... Football season begins this Thursday, or for Ravens fans, it begins next week. Um, will you be joining uh, joining us at Casa de Mason for uh, for the Ravens game next week? <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't everybody know. Everybody wants there. to know: Will Matt Gardner make an appearance? Who's at, everybody at the Mason household for the Ravens game? Who's everybody? Uh, just just Don, Jay, and myself. Okay. Well, I don't know, man. I don't know if it's going to happen right now. All right. Say, I mean, I, I sent you that picture. Say, I'll be more than happy to run over to Dick's, grab yourself a little bubble that you can sit in by yourself, and, you know, we can celebrate. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> we, we can lock you in, you know? Yeah. You, you could well, be your own personal little bubble boy. Yeah, I wasn't going to feed into, like, I didn't expect to wake up one morning and being taunted by my friends about, uh, a global pandemic and what's going on right now. It's 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 not it's not taunting. We're just trying to figure out a way of how we can see you. Oh, there was definitely taunting going on. <laughs> no taunting. And, uh, no taunting at all. We we uh, just miss you here at Casa de Mason. Um, you know, I think Alyssa misses you a little bit more than most than than anybody else. But football just <laughs> won't feel the same without uh without the whole gang here. Well, somehow I think it was you were going for more of the uh, the joke than the fact that you missed me watching football games at your house. But um, I don't know, man. Let's just give it a couple more weeks. I, I, I don't even know if I'd be allowed off the leash here. Uh, like I said, like I said, sometimes it's not me making the decisions around here about that kind of stuff, and I don't know how well sitting in a in a closed space for over three hours would 
would go over. An enclosed space. Yeah, your living room is not enclosed. What are you, are you going to drag the TV outside? Then I can come over. <laughs> you know what? Maybe I will. Maybe I'll run over to uh, run over somewhere, get one of those giant big screen project- projections, and uh, we'll project the game in the uh, in the backyard. I don't see why you wouldn't if you're a true friend. I mean, you, that's you, really you, what you think you can make that. I think I could. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the the other option is we just go ahead and take the TV and then just position it so you could see it from the backyard, and then we could just like sit in the backyard and watch the game, um, with the TV being on the inside and then us being on the outside. <laughs> that would work too. We we could just watch it through a uh, watch it through a sliding glass door. I think a true friend would make that happen. Yeah. Well. Yeah, I mean, if that's what it's all about. If if that's what it takes to get you over to the game, because that's that's what matters. Yeah, you know, I mean, okay. I thought I thought it was kind of me to go ahead and offer to buy you the bubble for you to sit in by yourself. <laughs> um, um, if you actually did that, I I think we'd have to have another conversation because then I'd have to give it some thought. But I really don't think you're going to buy that bubble. Don't challenge me, my friend. Don't <laughs> challenge me. Is there a little zip, zipper like um, feeding tube where you can slip me some chicken wings through there or something? Well, I think uh, what you would have to do is you'd have to just unzip it just a hair so I could slip the food in. Okay. And then uh, and then just go ahead and zip yourself back up. The problem would be would be if the wings were uh, if the wings were a little bit too spicy or a little bit too hot or anything of that sort, and next thing you know. Uh, you would ha- you would be responsible for how breathable the air is. I think would be the best way for me to uh, to clarify that one for you. <laughs> what if I was blasting off in my little bubble? Yeah, yeah. Well, I think I could manage. Right. Let's see here, Dick Sporting Goods. Uh, let's see here, chair bubble. <laughs> Let's see, I don't think that's what it's called, but I, I think that's going to be my best bet at finding it. Well, let me let me run the picture by the picture that you sent me by the decision maker around uh-huh. here, and we'll see what they have to say about it. Okay, and then I'll get back to you. All right, that's fair. Uh, but otherwise, um, you guys have a good time without me. Yeah, I don't think that. And, you, and you can always run. you can always call me when uh when you want to celebrate. Sure. You know what we could do? We could get a. You could just set me up on a screen like they do in like the NBA games. Oh, so you can just face. do a Zoom chat and watch a game with you through Zoom. Yeah, or my face could just be like you know next to the TV, and you can see my reaction like to the game. <laughs> oh, <man>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what was funny about that was that I went ahead and I, I sent that to uh, sent that to Jay initially. <laughs> I was like, we need to get this for Gardner. Hey. And he said, "Oh, you you need to send that in the uh, you need to send, say something and send that in the group chat." I was like, oh, "I don't want to really poke the bear." And then he finally twisted my arm to say it. Mm-hmm. Now we know who the mastermind is behind it. Yeah, I mean, originally I was just talking behind your back. He was the one that decided to uh, just go ahead and make it public. Yeah, yeah. So on a Friday morning, I get I get these text messages. <laughs> just... Tauntings from true friends, apparently. Yes, sir. I, I don't want. I don't even want to get into the discussion about uh, 
about that whole thing. I don't even know what these things are, are called. I'm very, very upset with the fact that I can't find it. What do you think Bubble these things are called? Bubble boy chairs? I don't know. Bubble boy chairs. Socially um, distant um, sports chairs. <laughs> Hyper, uh, hyperallergenic uh, chair bubbles. Yeah. I don't know. Say so maybe I'll just run over to Dex and see how much it is. But don't don't challenge me to not get it, because you know damn well I will. If it comes to, uh, if it's one thing I'm good at, it's wasting money that I don't have. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's either buy me the bubble boy chair or buy another gorilla suit. So it's really how you want to spend your money. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, wait. So if I buy the gorilla suit, you'll put on the gorilla suit and watch the game in the gorilla suit? Oh, I didn't say who the hell who said that? <laughs> That's what I'm, I'm just saying. saying you, to I'm just saying well, you gotta make a decision where you want to spend your next uh your next paycheck. Sound to me like you want to watch a Ravens game while wearing a gorilla suit. As long as it's got a face mask. <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord. Anywho, so we were previously talking hey, look at that. Your boy uh, Kane Velasquez singles on a sharp ground ball. Rio Ruiz scores. Pat Valakia to third base. They gave him a hit on that? That's what it looks like. Uh, it was off the second baseman's glove. I guess it was a dive. So, mm-hmm. All right, good. So a little bit of insurance here. So it was up 4-1, four, four, bottom six. And we're not done yet because Hans or Alberto is batting. Yeah, I think he's my, like two for two today. I was gonna say it's taking my he's one for three, but um it's taking what? My, he's one for they three. Oh the first the bunt the bunt single in the first inning must have been a uh error. <laughs> what? They gave him a, look, they gave him a hit originally for that bunt, but then I guess they took it away later. All right, so anywho, so back to our Ravens. Uh yesterday the Ravens went ahead and set the roster to fifty three man, a couple notable uh Notable things about the 53-man roster is that there's only two tight ends, um, whereas Greg Roman usually likes to go with three. I don't think that's going to last for long. I think they do end up signing a third tight end. Um, not quite sure who it'll be, but, uh, but I do think that third tight end is only a matter of time. It's a matter of when or who, not if. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other thing that was noted was that there were no undrafted free agent uh players on the 53-man roster, and that's the first time in 16 years that that's happened. Mm. And Hanser Alberto pops out. Um, yeah, so uh, notingly, the Ravens decide to go ahead and keep three quarterbacks. Um, Lamar, uh, Bob Griffin, and Trace McSorley are all uh, part of the 53-man roster. Yeah. So we may see uh, we may see some McSorley packages. I, I don't necessarily expect to, but maybe one or two uh, will pop up here and there. Um, off of the Ravens, it looks like uh, they were rumored to be in for Javion uh, Clowney, but he officially signed with the Titans today. So uh, they're officially out on that. Um, Adrian Peterson was dropped by the Washington professional football team and, uh, has now signed with the lions. Mm-hmm. So, uh, for all of you fantasy football players, once again, Adrian Peterson to the lions and now you want to go ahead and use your first round pixel on him. But, uh, 
as we uh, as we get ready for this, so of course the Ravens' first game is against the Cleveland Browns. Uh, they're eight point favorites, and um, while we probably will have an opportunity to talk about this before the game, but just in case we record afterwards, what are your uh, what's your prediction for Game One, Matt? Um, well, season kind of snuck up on us here. Yeah, but I didn't. But I didn't miss the um, preseason games at all. Um, you know, I I would have liked to have seen one, um, just to just to get back and ready and allow the guys just go and go ahead and get all the kinks out. I am a little bit yeah. worried about you know a, a slow start, um, especially against Cleveland. And, and you know we joke about how bad Cleveland is, but the uh, they have the potential. They always play us as if it's their Super Bowl. Uh, right. And you know, they was it last no year? Love lost there. Was it last year or the year before that they got a win on us? Uh, I think it was last year. Yeah, I think it was too. Yeah. So that, that that is the only thing I'd be worried about that they haven't had that enough practice time. And yeah. um, originally, I would have said eight eight points isn't enough against the uh, the Browns. I think it'll be a bit wider margin. But yeah, since they haven't had a preseason game, they're probably going to be shaking off some mm-hmm. rust here. Yeah. I still think they're going to win. So uh, I think they're going to win by at least two scores. All right. So you're saying 10 points or 14? Uh, I'd say at least 10. Okay. All right. Yeah, Sam, I'm, I'm right there with you. Say, I think they'll they'll win by two scores. I think 10 points is about accurate for uh, for what we should expect. Um, again, I, I kind of expect Cleveland to play us a little bit tougher than uh, than what anybody else is. I don't necessarily expect it to be like the Miami game where we just go out and just absolutely put a uh, – uh, I guess I'll, I'll go stone cold and say stomp a mud hole in them. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I think, I think it's going to be a little bit of a, a tougher game than what everybody else is expecting, but I don't think it's going to be tough to the extent of where uh, we'll be on the edge of our seats with five minutes left in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. So, I hope not. No, I think, I think we take care of business. Uh, yeah. So. All right. Yeah, the, Brown, the Browns are, Browns are terrible. Like, I, I, don't, I don't buy any of the hype that they had last year. I don't even think um, the the quarterback is is all that great that they they're hoping yeah, like save their franchise. He, he's not going to be around for too much longer. Baker Mayfield's a joke, and um, you know they they want to go ahead and say, well, now he's going to have the weapons. Now he's got Landry and and, uh, and Odell Beckham, and uh, the head coach has changed. You know, he had those two last time, and it's like, okay, yeah. well, you change the head coach. Um, you know, Nick Chubb's gonna be running the ball a lot more. Blah blah blah. Yeah, whatever. It's still Cleveland. Um, right. No confidence in Cleveland aside the fact that they always play the Ravens tough. But I feel like uh, I feel like we'll handle our business there. Yeah. So, um, and then I'm really anxious to see how um, um, safety for the Ravens. Jimmy Smith. No. Um. Chuck Clark? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's the guy's name? Young? Yeah, that's one of them. Yeah, so I'm anxious to see how he does. Say so the Ravens have been putting a little bit of a uh, little bit of pressure on him and and hyping him up pretty good. Uh, of course, we went over the video that he had uh, he had last week that was kind of hyping him up. So 
I'd love to see him just go ahead and get that first interception next week and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, just go ahead and have everybody put this Earl Thomas stuff to rest and just move on and just be like, Earl who? Um, the only Earl that we should be mentioning in Baltimore is uh, is Weaver. <laughs> so Yeah, I think I think the rest of the team agrees with you. That from what I'm hearing, they they didn't want Earl Thomas in the locker room anyway. No. So they've already moved on. We're ready to move on. We just need to go ahead and see it. Um, so other than that, uh, that's about all I've got for today. Uh, you have anything else? That's it for me. All right. What about dodgeball story? You got anything? Don't have a story, but, um, we're at like an hour and a half. Mm -hmm. I think we got enough for you want to, I did have something to uh, ask. All right, go ahead. If you just want to, in lieu of a story here. All right. So I don't know if you remember how soon after, like we kind of stopped playing dodgeball. We had our hopes up of, there being something like on TV or more over or more like professionally like organized league or whatever. Yeah. But um, I don't know if you even saw it, but this trampoline dodgeball took over. Oh yeah. You remember the big, you remember the big trampoline dodgeball craze? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They so that kind of dodgeball tournaments at like sky zone and things like that. Yeah. And I think they still do. Yeah. But I don't know how you felt about that. And for me, it kind of like, it was a, another step in the direction of like killing dodgeball for me. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't know. I don't know. I just wanted to maybe get your opinion of that and like where all that went. And if you ever played, if you ever went up on those trampolines and tried to play. Yeah. I mean, for me, it was a, uh, it was certainly a step backwards. Um, you know, I, my, uh, my nephew is uh, 12 years old. So he's had a couple of parties at that. And uh, you know, he, he, he always wanted to uh, wanted to play dodgeball against dude, so uh, so I'd go onto the dodgeball court with him and play dodgeball. Um, but you you can't really get your feet under your under you while you're uh, while you're on the trampolines, and then there's like rules that like you're supposed to keep on bouncing, and you're always supposed to keep moving, and you know, and it's real hard to like work together and throw the ball together because then you have to like time your like you know, running and jumping and everything else all together as opposed to, like, just having solid ground underneath of you. Yeah. So there's just multiple, multiple things that go into it. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not a fan. I mean, it's, it's a good time for, like, something that's just, like, you know, like a birthday party where it's, like, a one-occasion type thing. But if you're going to try and take it, like, seriously – uh-huh. As, a, as a competitive thing, no, it's it doesn't hold a candle to real dodgeball. Yeah, so I've never I never even tried it. Like, what kind of ball do they use? So they use um they usually use foam balls. Okay. So which you know we were never really a fan of, but we would certainly take those over top of stingers. Yeah, I mean we were never a fan of them, but we got pretty good with them. We got good with them, but it just for me it wasn't the same. Yeah, didn't feel like a real game. No. And that was my whole point. Like it, that, even the trampoline, like they were trying to blow that thing up, but that didn't, that felt less real than than any version we played. Mm-hmm. So like he, they tried to soften the game with foam balls, and then they tried to change the game with stingers. Those didn't feel like real games, and then they threw a trampoline in there to 
try to get viewers or participants, but it didn't work. So it just killed it even further for me. Yeah. All right. Well, um, why don't we go ahead and call it a, uh, call it a show on that. Uh, we'll mm-hmm. talk about, uh, we'll go ahead and bring the list back next week. Um, just in case anybody was concerned, there's uh, no one has been taken off. No one has been added on this week. It's been a very, very slow week. Uh, Matt is currently fighting me on whether or not Pat Valakia should make the list or not. Um, yeah, he hasn't made it yet, so you haven't caved completely. Yeah, we we shall see. Guys, if you need to What's reach that? out to us, you can go ahead and reach out to us on the Twitter. Uh, my handle is at BleacherBirds. Uh, Matt is at BleacherMatt. Uh, once again, we receive, uh, we'll welcome any sort of conversation that you want to have with us um, and anything that you'd like to share. Uh, if you want to reach out to us by email, you can reach out to us at bleacherbirds at gmail.com. Um, and other than that, Matt, Baltimore, Birdland, and beyond, I will bid you adieu. All right. See ya. See ya. Oh, well, I must be comfortable in a minor league stadium. <laughs> <laughs>